It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson. It is great to be with you today. Uh, many people took note yesterday of an important signing of a bill by Governor Spencer Cox, and off, often those uh, signings get a little more show and a little more coverage uh, when you have people like Paris Hilton showing up for the signing ceremonies. And there was a particular reason for that. Uh, we're really pleased to be joined now by Katie McKellar, uh, who covers local politics and community issues, uh, and is just one of the great writers and thinkers in the state of Utah, part of the Deseret News team. Katie, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, you've been following this uh, really throughout uh, the the whole process, including during the legislative session and all the iterations and committee hearings, uh, having to do with some of these facilities that uh, deal with troubled teens. Give us the backstory and then uh, talk to us about the bill. Yeah, uh, during the session, Paris Hilton came um, and testified at a Senate committee, um, really urging them to pass SB 127 to put in more regulations over these uh, troubled teen facilities based on the experience she had in the 90s at Provo Canyon School. Um, she, talked, she, she gave pretty uh, graphic testimony about what she experienced, and after that, lawmake, lawmakers moved pretty swiftly to approve that bill. Yeah, and uh, it is one of those that uh, clearly there uh, there is a need and, and a focus. In fact, let's, uh, let's listen to what she had to say uh, yesterday at that bill signing. On behalf of the hundreds of thousands of survivors who experienced abuse or neglect in residential treatment programs in Utah over the past many decades, I am so proud to stand beside the governor today as we sign SB 127 into law. When I was at Provo Canyon School in solitary confinement, I had hours upon hours to contemplate the ways I needed support in those moments, but I didn't receive it and dream about what I wanted to accomplish when I, wanted to, when I got out. After having shut away my experiences for so many years, when I finally shared my story publicly in my documentary, This is Paris, I started researching this industry once again, and my worst nightmare was true. So that's uh, Paris Hilton again uh, speaking at the signing yesterday up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Katie, uh, as you've covered this, uh, obviously when you have a celebrity like that uh, who is able to have some courageous vulnerability to share their story, uh, what is the impact of that that you saw in terms of the legislative process? You know, like I said, they they moved pretty quickly. Uh, When she came in front of that Senate, Senate committee, a couple legislators even apologized for experience. And they talked about how they were surprised that could go on with no criminal charges and no accountability. And so, honestly, for for some lawmakers, it was embarrassing, and um, they they wanted to move pretty fast. So very swift reaction, not a ton of pushback. The industry also worked with lawmakers, Mm. is what Senator McHale made sure to note yesterday, that the industry is supportive of these changes. to, you know, weed out bad actors and to uh, prevent 
things like this from happening again. Yeah, that, uh, that's a really important part, and you uh, covered this in your uh, Deseret.com story, uh, that the industry did uh, participate, engage in that. In fact, the governor noted uh, yesterday, uh, he said, uh, first and foremost, it's about protecting the lives, especially of our young people in these programs. Uh, there are some amazing facilities out there that really perform critical services to families and youth, and there are wonderful stories of positive change. Unfortunately, there are also some horrific stories. And so I think that balance, there are some of these facilities that have just done extraordinary work uh, to families that were at wit's end, to individuals who uh, were just trapped uh, in in what they are. Uh, So talk to us for just a second, Katie, uh, about that in terms of the industry engagement. Uh, And then you also mentioned that there is a federal component to this, that now that uh, Utah has locked this in, that uh, the eyes are being lifted a little bit in terms of what needs to be done from a federal level. Right. Uh, so the, the group Breaking Code Silence, um, which is this advocacy group of survivors from these youth facilities, um, Caroline Lorson yesterday said that, that they're now turning an eye to federal reform. And, and what that looks like, I think, is still to be seen. Um, but there is some energy. And, and of course, Paris Hilton's um, the might of her backing, they'll look to that. And we had a senator from Oregon out yesterday um, at the ceremonial bill signing, um, Senator Gelser, um, who's been a big proponent of that. And so we'll see some other states. Um, Utah was the first step, is what Hilton said, um, obviously because of her personal experience. And a lot of teams from other states are sent here as well. So um, that's what I think we can expect is, and we'll, we'll see what happens at the federal level as well. I think there's a ton of momentum here to, to look at that. So we'll see. Yeah. And just for our listeners, to, uh, what should we be watching for in terms of what this regulation actually means to the industry? Where will the transparency come? What, where are the accountability pieces? What are the things that we expect to see in terms of changes as it relates to the industry as a whole and helping these troubled teens? Yeah, so SB 127 specifically uh, looks to put more government oversight on these types of um, youth, youth residential treatment centers in Utah. It requires instances of physical restraint and involuntary confinement to be documented and submitted monthly reports to the Utah Office of Licensing. It also outright bans chemical sedation and mechanical restraints unless specifically authorized and requires at least four inspections a year both announced and unannounced, so surprise inspections, whereas previously it's only been like once a year. Um, So those are kind of the main highlights. It also appropriates $638,000 to fund eight new full-time licensors Mm -hmm. to conduct these additional inspections. So they also put their money where their mouth is on this. Yeah, that, uh, and I do love the fact that uh, everyone got involved. This is one of those uh, kind of Utah model uh, pieces of legislation. You had a, a national voice involved. You had the legislature engaging and, and putting some money into a process to shine some light and to create some transparency and accountability. You had the industry itself coming to the table. Uh, and that, I think, gives us a, a good model in terms of proper role of government and proper oversight uh, and also letting the, the market drive some of these things and, and ultimately delivering results uh, for families and, and for young people in need. Right, exactly. All right. Uh, Katie McKellar joining us from uh, Deseret News. Always appreciate your writing and your perspective uh, on these things. And uh, we will have you back again real soon. Thank you so much, Boyd. Good to see you. 
somebody like that uh, who is able to have some courageous vulnerability to share their story. Uh, what is the impact of that that you saw? News always appreciate your writing and your perspective uh, on these things, and uh, we will have you back again real soon. Thank you so much, Boyd. Good to see you. So again, that's uh, Katie McKellar, and I think this is just one of those uh, topics that is is so vital to us, and, and so many good modeling points in there in terms of how this came about. And it is one of those where you can say, okay, there's a good balance. There is a role for government. Again, it's not about being anti-government. Uh, it's making sure government is regulating at the right level in the right way. Uh, that's not picking winners or losers. There's not creating unkind uh, playing fields or putting onerous uh, responsibilities on things. Uh, but really doing the right thing to make sure we get to the right outcome. Uh, and in so many of the bills that we see, uh, there's no focus on the ultimate outcome. Uh, they're messaging bills. There are things that uh, uh, are good for political parties and politicians, but don't really deliver the right results that we want for the citizens, and for the people. And I think this bill did just that. Uh, the industry was involved. The government was involved. Regulatory was involved. And I think we got to a good result that can give people confidence who need those kinds of youth programs. And there's some extraordinary ones out there in the state of Utah. It also creates a parameter to shine some light to have some transparency and accountability uh, for the bad actors as well. Uh, so all of that happens uh, in that legislative process, so important. We're going to go ahead and step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that is tucked away inside of the big infrastructure bill that has to do with unions. We're going to be joined by Derek Miller, president and CEO of the Chamber of Commerce, coming up next. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.